0: All right, so um, we have a special guest, missionaries. Do you guys know what LSA Beliefs in missions. Oh yeah. <laughs> we have mission missionaries, and they came all the way from Cameroon. And Diane's going to come and introduce them. Well, I'm so excited to introduce to you Jake and Holly
1: Shalinsky, and they're here with. Jude and Jordan, and Jude and Jordan went down to our Sunday school class. They one of the first things I heard them say when they came is, "Do they have a Sunday school class we could go to?" So I'm really excited about that. But I had the privilege of being able to be in Cameroon with them in um, the fall of 2013, and I went with a, a missions ministry team from our church, about 19 of us, um, for about 12 days. It was short, but um, in that time I was so excited that I saw going on there in Cameroon. And one of the first things I wanted to say is, it, they they actually minister at an orphanage, that's their main, um, the main uh, ministry they have there is an orphanage, and at the time they had 30 children and now they have 36, I think 36 children, but I, when we went to um, Help the kids have oh, like vacation Bible school down there. Um, you could just tell that the children their children felt so loved that orphans down there. They weren't just uh, a number or just had a bed, but they they greeted us with open arms. So you could tell that they had the model of love from Jake and Holly and all the other caregivers that were there. So um, I will let you explain the rest of their story.
2: But you're um, really going to enjoy it because I can't. <laughs> we having some technical difficulties, so bear with us. My husband's going to be up to the first. Um, yeah, but like Diana said, we are missionaries in Cameroon. And for those of you that don't know where Cameroon is, if you picture Africa, it kind of has this big hump on it like this, right? We are right here right. in the armpits of Africa. <laughs> It's very diverse, they call it Africa in miniature because it has the coastals, it has the rainforest of the south, has the savannah in the middle and it touches the Sahara Desert in the north. So it has everything you think about Africa Cameroon pretty much has it right there. But, um, we've been ministering there for 13 years now. Um, our main focus is working with Helping Hand Shields Home that we helped found back in 2009. Um, and we also have a Bible school um, and a few other that are going uh, we want to show you a short video, about five minute long video, just to give you a taste and flavor of what life is like in Helping Hands Children's Home. Um, when we first moved to Cameroon for the first four years, we were volunteering in different orphanages in Cameroon. Um, HIV is about 8% in Cameroon, and because of that, there's a lot of orphans, and for different reasons, uh, lots of them are neglected and abused. Um, and so often in orphanages, um, it's just kind of like a holding place for the kids until they're 18 and they can fend for themselves. And we just felt the Lord stirring up a passion in us uh, to create homes where these kids can be raised and loved and parented, and just somewhere where they know this is my home now, not where I'm just being kept until I can look after myself. You know, our ultimate goal is that these kids are being raised in the love and knowledge of Jesus Christ, and that one day they can go out and be missionaries to their own country. A lot of our kids have come out of Muslim villages in various areas and you know, they can go back and speak in their villages much better than we ever could, so. How are we doing over our village? So, yeah. Um, uh, as we recently moved to a, a new plot of land that our ministry, I should tell you this, our ministry, called clean our nations, um, and uh, currently we have one duplex on our, on our land. Um, each duplex has two houses, and each house holds 20. And each side, each side of each has a mom and a dad that looks after the kids. And our eventual goal is to have three of these complexes so we can have up to 120 kids, um, but still keep it family, still keep it small. So every kid, no kid is being like behind. every kid is being listed to. Um, and of course, you know, they're, they're being educated, they're to school. We're also teaching them lots of life skills as well. Um, we do uh, rabbit farms, chicken farms, egg-laying farms. Things like this, so that no matter what they go ahead and do in life, they have some basic skills that they can always support themselves and uh, they can always uh, move forward in what they're doing. Um, in our video, you're going to see some of our kids. Um, after the video, I want to share with you just a few testimonies of our children. Um, most of the kids we have are one of our criteria is that they're true orphans, that means that you know both their mom and dad uh, have passed away. Um, and we're looking for those kids that really have been neglected or abused yeah, in some way that nobody else has taken care of. There's no family to take care of them. So I think we're ready. Enjoy. And then I'll share with you a few testimonies.
0: And it's a big, big, big privilege for me to be I'm a regular student. So I'm so thankful for what my brother has done in my life. Um, it's a big thing in my life. So I was in English as you know, I was not going to school, but here yeah, I'm going to school. So I'm so thankful for that. In my free time, I playing guitars, playing photos. Then in school, I've been studying
1: some subjects, but I you
2: know subject would be my physics, Arugia, chemistry. I want to be an in the future not to have not the have and not an accountant. That's my best that I came to me Christian, in does my I told was pushing the levels someone to give our to Christ and
0: positively because when I was living out in the
3: village I did not know Christ at all. But when I came here, I came to know how Christ is in my life and especially by studying the Him, I understood and I'm trusting
0: in him and he's going to take me somewhere. And my best Bible story is of the love of that Bible story because mm-hmm. it teaches
2: us how to be obedient. David grew up being a shepherd. and he became a king. Jesus is my father because the Bible said that in January 29th um, and then that's my best place to say, the, the Lord has a plan for us, and if you call him anything that is for us, and that he has a plan not to have us, but he plan to give us a future and hope, and that's why I know God. Is like in Cameroon and at the Helping Hands Children's Home as well. So, I want to quickly share with you a few testimonies of the kids that we have at Helping Hands. I think, first of all, we have little baby Promise. Do you have
1: pictures of
2: them, Jake? Little Promise um, was a baby uh, that lived in the village. Her mother died during childbirth. Um, in most of the villages in Cameroon, there's not really any um, medical facilities out in the village. Uh, Promise was nine days old when we got her, and she weighed less than five pounds, just teeny, teeny, tiny. She had lost a lot of birth weight, and I think she was days, if not hours, away from dying, basically. Um, praise the Lord that I coming to help hands, within just a few weeks. She was a beautiful, happy, belting baby. Um, We've got a picture of Promise today. She's about three years old now.
1: She's a sweet little thing
2: was. Well, she used to be the baby of each other, so we have another baby now, so she's kind of spoiled too. To be, everybody goes into her and she wants everything. Next picture too, is another one of her. Um, the next uh, testimony I have is of Ornella, who also was featured in the video right there. Go to the next one. Yeah, um, she talked about it a little bit in the video, but um, Onella was born with cerebral palsy and because of that, she was abandoned as a baby. She actually spent the first eight years of her life in a mental institution. Um, about When she was about the age, they realized that she really doesn't have any mental issues, and they put her into another orphanage. Um, unfortunately, they really um, abused her and beat her a lot because she, she has mobility issues, She 30s herself, can't get to the bathroom in time, and things like that. Um, and also in Cameron, there's a lot of superstitions, and you when know, people have different issues, uh, they blame them for a lot of things. Um, if you have a disability, and so she was accused of being a witch at about the age of ten. And the neighbours heard about it, and they all wanted her to get out of the village. They didn't want her in the neighbourhood. And we got a call from the embassy when they'd beaten her so badly, they put her in the hospital, and they were looking for a safe place to put her. So we praise God she got to come up and live in happy Hands Children's Home. Um, she hasn't had an easy life, but we do praise God that. She decided to forgive those that had treated her so badly, and um, gave her life to Christ as well, about a year after being a healthy hands, um, When we first saw her, she couldn't walk across the room without holding somebody's hand, but within just a year of doing physical therapy, and takes a we've got braces for her legs too, she can move around pretty well now. She goes to regular school, she's a smart cookie. Um, you know, in the West, it's not easy having a disability, but you know, in a developing country where you know there's not even a sidewalk or a banister, nothing that is suited or catered to you, it's it's not an easy life. And often you are, you know, discriminated, discriminated against, or you know, abused in certain
1: way. So yeah,
2: keep your prayers for Nella, because there's a road ahead of her. But we do know the Lord has a wonderful plan, a wonderful um, plan for her life. And lastly, oh there she is, <laughs> and then. got right before we came back on furlough to America, and then about March, I think it was. Um, this is a little blessing in the front of seven, and Glory, the baby in the back, is 18 months sitting on the grandmother's lap. Uh, they're, they're from the village of uh, Big and their mother um, had epilepsy, and uh, the father wasn't around. And once again, because of traditions and superstitions in Cameroon, if somebody goes into a fit of some sort, nobody will touch them because they're afraid that would come onto them. Their mother was down by the river washing clothes, had a fit, fell into the river, and nobody would save her. So sadly, she drowned. Little Glory, the baby, was about six months at that point, and Blessing was um, six. Um, and when we got Glory at 18 months, she weighed just 12 pounds. She was teeny, teeny tiny, um, couldn't walk, talk, cruel, didn't want to touch anything, just kind of like a newborn baby, basically, because she just kind of had the nourishment that she needed. Um, Blessing was doing well. She just really small because of lack of embarrassment. But since coming to the children's home they've been doing fantastic. This is oh that's a picture of the house where they were living with their grandmother, who's just a simple, you know, uneducated farmer who's in the farm today and just couldn't look after these children. Blessing basically at seven was the caregiver for the baby. Um, the grandmother couldn't look after them. Uh, and then yeah they came. <coughs> Next picture. Uh, this is I
1: wouldn't be to go
2: to this one. The settime called the Jordan who's five and that Blessing was seven years old, it's right there, and education is not free in Cameroon, so not every kid gets to go to school, I parents, <coughs> children, so i some crazy that they will go to school, and this was Blessing's first day of school, she was very, very excited, I'm very proud to be wearing her school uniform, and next picture, this is little Glory, her sister, she had to spend a few days, a couple of weeks actually in the hospital when we first got her, just to get her nutrition back up and the hydration levels back up, um, but praise God, we have a picture of her, how she is today. Oh, that was right before we left. She's starting to play around. Next one, there she is. <laughs> she's standing. She's gaining weight. She's starting to call kids by their names, and we're confident within you know a few more months she will catch up with her. With her stages where she's meant to be, and you know it really is amazing what love can do for children. Love and care, good nutrition, and um, within a few weeks we see these children just blossoming and changing. And we're so happy that now they're being raised in the knowledge of Jesus as well. In Cameroon, they speak an um, English called Pigeon English. Um, it's it's kind of fun to listen to. And I'm going to read you a verse from the Pigeon Bible. Um, if you know what it is, let me know. <laughs> Pay attention. It says, The teeth man, he became a vessel, for teeth and for kill and for spoil on, spoil Me I come, say, make them get life plenty, plenty. Anybody know? That's
1: what it that is. Yeah. Yeah. The yes, yes, the
2: team man, the big man comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Or oh, spoil them, spoil them. I come to make them get life plenty, plenty of life in abundance. And you know, that's what we see in Cameroon. We see Satan working hard to destroy lives and yes, yeah, bring division and problems, especially in these kids' lives. But you know, Jesus has come to give these children life and life in abundance. And so that's what we believe we're seeing and Helping Hands Children's Home, that these kids can have had a you
3: know, a life to the fullest because of Jesus. Thank you, All right. Sorry for the technical difficulties, but it's just amazing. Like we were just talking the other day, it's just uh, how we in the Westboro were taking, really, I guess, taking banner, taking what do you call it? Take for credit for. For granted. for granted, thank you. I'm sure you take for granted just the simplicity of having milk in your daily eyes. I grew up on a farm, and as you can tell, I drank a lot of milk growing up. It's just amazing to see firsthand what food nutrition does in these kids. And yeah, that's our goal. All he said is to really just give them that life and uh, that life abundance of what Jesus has done for them. So uh, yeah, Winter Nations. We actually started back in 2008 in Cameroon. Um, it's based out of Florida and in the United States, uh, based out of Florida, but it's been going for some time. When we started back in 2008, we had the goals and option, the goals and, and desire to really reach out to the orphans and then also, as well, do what Jesus told us when he said, hey, go and make disciples. We wanted to start Bible schools as well in Cameron. Uh, in 2010, we had an awesome opportunity to start Faith Bible College. I think we have this slide um, up there. But uh, Faith Bible College, just to really reach out to local churches. As a ministry, we didn't have a goal to start churches, but we really wanted to go that are already established in Cameron and really help them uh, become vibrant to, to equip them to build them up and to really offer uh, just basic Bible studies and just in-depth in depth depth Bible studies to grow the, the believer in the Word of God and to channel it back into the churches, to commission them back into the churches and to yeah, just really do that in their lives. You know, when we first went to Cameron in 2000, when we recognized uh, the real need of just uh, solid biblical teachings in people's lives. And, I think we share the testimony all the time. We're sitting around in the morning doing morning devotion with the pastor, and it was my turn to do devotion, so I opened up my Bible and said, okay, let's turn to the book of Hezekiah. And so the pastor immediately started flipping and looking for the book of Hezekiah. He went to the New Testament, looking at the Old Testament. He's like, Is that Old or New Testament? I said, Well, it's in the Old Testament. So he started looking and looking through, and he couldn't find the book of Hezekiah. Hopefully, many of us know that there's no book of Hezekiah, and Hezekiah was a king, and it just really showed us that we wanted to yeah, start something that would really be a foundational teaching people's lives and boost the church's global business. So here's a picture. Uh, what we do is we run uh, uh, Bible school classes from 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock, uh, Monday through Thursday in the evening, uh, just really to give the opportunity for the normal business person, if they have their job to go to, they can uh, come then afterwards to school. I think another picture just kind of shows you studying and stuff. And it's been a huge blessing to us because I know when I work an eight-hour day, I want to go home. On my feet, rest low to have my glass of milk and I just enjoy the evening. But these guys they they're really us because they have a full day of work, then they come to the Bible school to really just dig in the word of God and just the interest that they show. I think we have another slide to show that? Oh no, no. Um, we don't. We had another one. More, but, um, but yeah it's just been really amazing just to see that aspect of the grow. You know these are the two main things of winter nations in Hamburg is the Bible school at the orphanage and kind of now going back to the orphanage side. We um, started in 2009. We just started with four children. And it was just amazing because we didn't know what we're doing. I grew up on a farm in Iowa. Holly grew up in England and in Czechoslovakia for missions when she was smaller. We came together and we just had this idea. We wanted to really develop a home for children that is a home for them. And we wanted to bring them in. We wanted to give them a chance in life. But to share and, uh, yeah, just show them the love of God, show them the love of Christ, and, and have them just grow knowing who they are in Christ. Who they are in this world as well. Give them an identity um, for themselves. And so, in 2009, we started, and uh, it's amazing to look back now because where we were, what seven and a half years ago, is not where we are today. And we actually bought a piece of land a couple of years ago in Cameroon. We always knew that God uh, wanted us to buy a piece of land, but it took some time to find the perfect piece of land in Cameroon. And so, we bought a piece of land. We had a lot of opposition from. Uh, the villagers, I guess, the, the country people, and uh, they were kind of even wondering what are these Westerners doing. Are they coming to Kevroth to gather all this land and resell it make plenty of money or whatnot? And um, they didn't really understand the concept that we're doing for, for them, for their people, for their children. And um, so there was a lot of opposition at the time. If you can go right back to that blue house, I don't know if it shows in the very first slide, um, but this is the first of three duplexes that we plan on building for this property. Um, we purchased about 10 acres of land. And um, it's going to house up to 100 children, 120 children in the future. And what we've done is we want to design it in a way that we're not an institution. We want to be a home for these children. We want to give them a safe place that they can grow up. And um, so we designed a duplex like this. It's kind of hard to see. Um, but this half up here houses 20 children. The house part down houses 20 children. And um, what's that sorry? Sorry. And uh, so each, each duplex is really holding 40. In that, in that building. And yeah, it's just wonderful to see what God is doing because where we're going is, like I said, it wasn't where we're coming from. But just an awesome opportunity that, that God is doing there. And then with that, uh, if you go to the next slide, we just, um, oh, actually, kind of going back to the history of it, right? since we got to the land, it was amazing. We we had a team that came out to Cameroon, and uh, the pastor came out and he actually got together with the team. And he said, hey, do you really believe this is the land that God has for you. You know we were facing a lot of opposition. Kind of even began to doubt ourselves, and not that we didn't believe in God or God's power or God's ability to get this land for us, but you just get discouraged sometimes when you're in amongst all that and everything. And the pastor came out with his team, and it was actually the team that Diana was on, and we gathered in this kind of just grassy field of this land, and we just prayed over this land. And the pastor just prayed and saying, "We really just believe that this is where God brought you here." We actually agreed as well to say, "We know that God brought us here." He just prayed that we believe standing knowing that this is what God has for these children. It was just an awesome thing to see this come to. I guess about a year and a half ago, started building. And then within the, the first year, we had that first duplex. This other building you see here, um, just roofed right now, is kind of the current state of the building process. Um, this is the dining hall, the future dining hall for the, the ministry, or for the children. We'll build it big enough that it can feed 140 children in the future. Um, But it also is going to be, down here, it's not completed yet, but um, it's going to be a story building section that's going to have offices. It will have a nursery for the younger kids, like the children that you see, so when the younger kids go to school, they have a place that they can play and and grow up and everything And uh, We'll have a sewing room to teach the children skills, and then up above we'll have a library and a uh, study hall room and computer lounge and whatnot for them to to really study. So we're really excited now about what God is doing there and just excited that we're being able to be a part of this. And not just us, but even when we share like this, you guys being able to be a part of it as well. And, you know, we believe strongly in partnership. We know that it's not just the missionaries that are over there, but people standing behind that when they think about uh, putting the odor on and praying for the missionaries that, that we're coming together, we're partnering, we're, we're reaching out for a common goal and that's advancing the kingdom of God. And it's just awesome to see this. And, you know, us as a ministry, we don't, we don't just want to raise these children just in the spiritual aspect but everything we want to do with the spirit, soul and body, like, we want to minister to them completely as children and we've uh, even done things like uh, teach them carpentry, uh, sewing welding, all those type of things so that even when they leave the children's home that they will have something with them that they, can, that they can do and so yeah this is kind of what we're doing but I want to share a verse with you um, as well I have it up there maybe do our no, not teaching first no, let me read in English Please. Alright, so it says, it's from Acts as well, since you guys are studying Acts 1, and throw this out there where it says, For this is what the Lord, who's standing behind here, has commanded us, and this is, I think, uh, Paul talking at this time and stuff, but uh, I believe that this is a command for us as well as believers when we follow Christ, that this is a command for us too, that I have made you, this is God speaking, a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. I just want to read that again and just think about for a moment what this scripture is saying to us as individuals. That I have made you, God has made you a light for the Gentiles. He has made you a light for Southern Salvation South Phoenix, wherever we at the South. Wherever we're at, Phoenix, He has made you a light for Phoenix, Arizona, that you may bring salvation to the end of the earth. You know, always, when I always remember when we think about the word light, we remember even what Jesus said. He said, You are what the light of this world. He says you're a city on a hill that can't be hidden. And who takes that light and puts it in a, a, a basket or comes up with a sheet or whatever? But what do we do? We set it on a lampstand to let it illuminate the whole room. You know, as believers, we need to be uh, illuminating everything that we're around. Whatever we come in contact, people should see light, Jesus just shining through us constantly. And you know, in that scripture, what Jesus was saying, he said, so that what? So that men can see our good works, so that they can see Jesus inside of us. Shining down so that we can be effective to those. And that's so that we can glorify our Father in heaven. And you know, that's our goal in camera. We want to shine the light. There. We want to shine his light. Like so bright to the Bible school. People that we come in contact with every day. To the children of the children's home, To anybody. And we want to see these people raised up so that they become bright lights shining in the community. So, I think that's what we kind of wanted to it today. We want to respect time and whatnot. But we want to challenge you as well as you hear about helping and children's on all of this. But as individuals we need to be light. Whether we're here in Phoenix Arizona, our or you, if you feel the calling of God in life, if we go on a mission trip to Mexico or maybe you can't remember missionaries up there or whatnot, but that we as Christians, we just be alike. We're living for God, and just shine for Him. And it's because of what He's done for our lives. Amen? So before I hand it back over to Pastor Kurt, I just want to say a huge thank you to the church, Pastor Kurt, his wife, uh, Diana for everybody that's here in the leadership just for loudness to come and share what God is doing. And it's amazing to see and amazing just to be a part of that. So I want to say thank you to you guys. Um, we do have a table out there when we're finished here with this service, uh, you guys can visit. We have different things on the table, if I can just throw those out real quick. We have a prayer card, it's magnetic. Usually we go to a like church and just slap around the cars in the parking lot. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you can it at the table out there just keep it in a convenient place to pray for us. We we cover people's prayer, we know, and believe in the power of prayer, so please pick up a prayer card and pray for us. Um, Also, as missionaries we are faith-based, what they call faith-based missionaries, the ministry we work with is a faith-based mission organization, meaning that we just rely on that. We rely on uh, individuals we rely on churches, I mean, ultimately God, to supply our needs. So we have monthly pledge cards if you wanted to become a monthly partner with us, or with Literation, we have sponsorship cards, Um, for the orphanage and just want to really challenge everybody. Just pick up one images to read this to get more information about helping manage students on you'll see Ornella's face and some children that you might have heard of today. And uh, yeah, just see more of what Winter Nation is doing. And then lastly, I don't want to sound like a sales pitch because that's kind of not a big thing to do in church. But um, we have t-shirts available too and I'm somebody that I like when 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 I'm supporting something, I want to show it as well we designed the T-shirt that says "Offer a Helping Hand" and it's got kind of a handprint with Africa in the middle. And then on the back it says "I support." What did it say? <laughs> I support orphans that help against children's so homes and gives the the James verse talking about this is true religion and um, these are given out there for a suggestion of $15 donation and we have all sizes for children all the way up and things like that. But yeah, we just want to say uh, thanks again and I want to give this out, I'm sorry? Oh, it's an echo. oh, yes. These shirts have actually been donated by somebody. Um, so, all the 100% of the profits go straight into continuing the building project the of the mm-hmm. So, that's kind of how he supports. I support sugar and So, 100% of the profit, which is pretty cool. Um, so, I want to ask somebody real quick can you tell me, in pigeon, <laughs> the verse that Holly gave out for this t shirt?
0: we just want to believe you with them for the finishing of these buildings, Lord. Lord, we envision these 120 kids being able to come and, and come to know you and learn of your ways and be, and be nurtured and fed and all their needs being met, Lord, and educated. and Lord, we just pray you supply every need for these buildings to be finished. Lord, we just pray, Father, for this Bible call. Blessing upon them, and their family, upon all that they set their hands to, Lord. And Lord, we pray that you would help us, remind us, Lord, to pray for them on a regular basis. Bless them.